Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. This is Shannon, and I am here with Sarah, Stacy, Natalia, and Christine. And today we are here to talk to you about reading in the age of COVID-19. So a lot of people, I think, when this whole social distancing thing started, were like, hey, you know, I can catch up on my TBR list. It'll be great. And then I started seeing people talking online about how it's not quite as easy for them to read as they were hoping it would be. So I reached out to my fabulous book beastresses and asked them who would be interested in talking with me about their reading lives these days. So Stacy will start us off, followed by Christine, then me, then Sarah, and lastly, of course, we will have Natalia. But before we do that, I have the usual housekeeping information, and then Stacy will start us off. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So as Shannon said, I thought that this would be a time to really delve into my TBR. And um, <clears throat> I thought that I would be able to catch up on a bunch of things I was interested in, mainly like my historical fiction, like World War II era novels. Um, I was planning to reread some of the Black Dagger Brotherhood novels in preparation for The Sinner. Um, I used to reread the entire series on a yearly basis, but now that we're on book, what was this, 18, I think? Um, yes. I, I don't do that anymore because that would be um, – it would take me a while. So as everything started, I, I realized I would pick up a book and I would read a few paragraphs and be like, I cannot even, or I would read a chapter of something and not even know what I what had just read. And it, this was happening with books that I would usually love, you know, and I just couldn't figure out like what was going on. Um, so I picked up a horror novel, <laughs> which, um, and it was um, actually it was really great. It was a, uh, by a debut author. Um, it was called The Return um, by Rachel Harrison. And I really loved it. And I didn't think about anything to do with coronavirus for several hours. And so that was sort of, I was like, oh, I guess maybe I need to deviate a little bit. Um, and so I don't know, like I, I've put down all my historical fiction. I, I can't read like contemporary romance right now. I just, I feel enraged when I try and I don't know why, cause I, I usually love contemporary romance. Um, and after years of avoiding it, 
because I, I think I just read too much of it for a long time. I'm like hardcore, like into urban fantasy right now. Like right now I'm doing, I'm reading the other series by Ann Bishop. Before that I did Georgina Kincaid um, by Rochelle Mead. Thank you, Natalia and Min and Shannon. I think Mika for telling me I had to read it. Um, and I've just been kind of reading all over the place. Um, usually when I want a comfort read, I would do something that I've read before. Um, I would read something that I'd read before, but I just can't seem to settle into books that have been a comfort to me in the past. I also used to read a bunch of pandemic books. Um, <laughs> and now I'm avoiding those. <laughs> yeah, I don't read any of those. And actually, um, I sort of feel like a lot of what is happening in the world right now is mirroring some of my post-apocalyptic fiction that I love. Um, so I haven't been, I haven't been trolling that genre as much as I used to either. Um, now, I will say when Sarah Lyons Fleming, when her new book, World Departed, comes out on audio, it doesn't matter what's going on. I will um, read it again. I, I read it on Kindle when it first came out, but I will read that again. But besides that, I'm basically not even like looking for zombie support <laughs> at this point. Um, so lots of urban <laughs> fantasy. I know. Isn't that funny? And like, you know, I've even thought maybe I could read like a young adult here and there. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I really, this, it's, it's quite alarming to me how much I don't want to read the things that I've been loving for so long. I mean, I haven't even looked at historical fiction in like a month. L. And, Kennedy. Yeah, I'll have to try L. Kennedy. I know she does a lot of like the new adult and there's things that I need to try. Um, yeah, if you want to do some young adult and you want to read a good one, says Sarah, who never ever, who like makes fun of it all the time, you need to read Jennifer Armand Trout. Oh you know my God. That yeah, would be what that. I. Yeah, I agree. that might be what I do because I'm still, that's still, would that be like urban fantasy or how would you yeah, know? Urban fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. 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 And, and so, so it's that, like both. It is. It's, it is kind of young adult urban fantasy, a little science fiction-y. It's, I read like three series of her in a, of hers in a week. Okay, so, so if I'm going to choose one series to start with by Jennifer Armentrout, oh, what would it be? I liked um, The Darkest Elements, um, which is the first, like, Gargoyle series. Um, it's, oh, like, yeah. White Hot Kiss. It's, like, Stone I didn't Cold. read those yet. Yeah, those I really like. And they also <laughs> dovetail very nicely into her Harbinger series, which starts with um, Storm and Fury. And that's the one with the visually impaired, with the visually impaired um, heroine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and the second one of those comes out in June. I read the Luxon series. Oh, I think that's how yes. you say it. Yeah. And it was just so delightful. And then she wrote a spinoff series and I thought the series was done. And oh. I gobbled them like candy. And Jennifer Armentrout is one of those authors that, for me, I have to read like when her series is complete because she does a lot of like cliffhangery endings, kind of like Karen Marie. Yes. No, yes. no. Yes. So if you're going to oh, read her. Oh, thanks for telling me that. Because yes. I, I can't do cliffhangers. No. If you're going to read her, her series, in my opinion, are best when you can just grab onto all of them and read Go them right all. through. I didn't mean to derail <laughs> what you were saying, yeah. Stacey, but you know, but I just. I, if yeah, you want to do young adult for escapism, Jennifer Armentrout has in her writing's really good and they don't all wear leather and go to clubs. Yeah, she's pretty great. <laughs> oh god, that's <laughs> motorcycle gangs, girl. That's not young adult. Oh, yes, yes, it, it is. is. They also fight vampires in their leather. <laughs> I also um I, I I've been kind of thinking about historical romance a little more again. Um 
I don't know. Like it's, it's interesting to me that, but honestly in the past, if I ever wanted good escapism and good, um, something to really draw me in, it was always a pandemic story. Always, always, always. Um, You've also done some women's fiction, right? I, you know what? I did. Oh, yes. I read a, I, yes, I did. I forgot. I read a really great, um, The Opposite of Maybe by um, uh, Dawson. Um, oh, Maddie, Maddie Dawson. Maddie Dawson. And I thought that was a really great book. Um, I This book um, I really loved because the, um, the heroine is 44. Um, and it was really interesting to read someone who felt very contemporary to me. Um, I'm 41. So I really liked that. I was reading something that I felt was very relatable and um, it it was just a great plot about family and, you know, kind of twisted up conflicted family. And, and just, there was some really great female friendships in that book and um, just really great relationship development. And I don't know, it's just a lot of, um, like self-exploration for the heroine and growth. Um, I know Shannon, you've read this one cause you're the one that recommended yes. it to me yes, and I it really, it, so it was really great. Um, and I, it was again, a book that really took me away from what's happening in reality right now. So um, that's kind of what I've been reading. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping that at some point soon I can get back to um, my comfort reads. Like usually I would go for like a Kristen Higgins or a Susan Elizabeth Phillips or like a Nora, I mean, just something that I've read a million times and I just, I need things I haven't read before that can suck me in that completely take me away. So that's, that's very different for me than in past crises, I should say. So when Shannon was trying to find topics uh, to episodes to do, I, I, we were sitting in the living room and I said uh, to her, how about like how this has affected reading? And so I figured because it has sort of messed with my reading, I ought to come on and talk about it maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, even before COVID-19 happened for about a year now, I have been really afraid of reading the post-apocalyptic uh, pandemic kinds of stuff. And I, I read my share, I loved it. I, I read a lot of it. I've even read some zombie things, although zombies aren't my one of my big favorites, but I've read the Mira Grant series and loved Love. it. Love, yeah, so and, good. Um, I've read some of the classic, you know, I read The Stand and- Oh, yay. Um, you know, I've read The Road by uh, oh, oh, Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy is one of the first things I read that was post-apocalyptic and haunted me for a long time. And so, and other things that I've read a lot, but about a year ago or so, I really started getting scared. I don't know why, but I started thinking, it, it, I was so afraid that something would happen. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't put my energy into it because I was afraid that somehow that would make it happen or manifest it out there in the universe. And so I, I stopped doing that. And, um, you know, I hear about a lot of good things, but I haven't been able to touch them. So needless to say, now I don't even want to think about them. Um, 
and I have trouble concentrating. Um, I music takes me away. It takes me to places where I've been in my life. It, it music is very powerful for me, and it always has been. Um, I I for a long time I had I could sing, and my voice was my instrument. And when I lost that. I was afraid I would lose music too because I would be too sad. But music makes me go where life was good, and uh, or where life was sad. But you want to, you need to feel that sometimes. So I find myself going back and forth a lot more than I used to between needing to put that wonderful set of headphones on and go into some world of music, and then being able to read for a little while but my mind wanders to what's going on and I get scared and I get anxious. And I'm finding that if I want to get involved in a book, the longer book tends to be better. The one of the first things yeah. I read when this started was I began the into the wilderness series by Sarah Donati. And I really liked Sarah. Oh. Donati. I read um, the book that she did about, I'm not going to remember the title, the, the women doctors. Um, oh, the Gilded Hour. That was an awesome the, book. Where the that, light enters. Is this I haven't one. read that one yet, but I read the, yes, I did. I read both of them now and they were awesome. And so I started reading, it just kept calling me every time I would think, what book do I want to read? And it's like, well, that doesn't meet any pop sugar challenge, you know, prompts or anything. But my mind just kept wanting to go there. And I did. I loved it. It took me back to 1780 something where it starts and it was all, you know, clean air and good food and out <laughs> in the world where no <laughs> viruses dwelt. And I loved it. I did. I sank into it and I'm, there's more of them. So I'm trying not to read another one too soon, but I'm losing that argument, I think pretty soon. And <laughs> the same with the sinner. Um, I have Yay! been able to uh -huh. really, I've been able to really lose myself in, in, <clears throat> in the sinner now, but I don't read some of the things I usually read either. A lot of thrillers. Um, and I find myself constantly thinking that was before. This was all before when, when things were too. good. I yeah. thought and now that's it's after. And I, I don't <clears throat> like having to look at the world in before and after. I find myself very... Um, very depressed and so I look for things to read I think that try to um, you know go away from anything that might make me more depressed you know people getting killed in terrible ways and and uh, things like that I like historical fiction is one of my favorite things and I, I find myself drawn to that and I too am in into the urban fantasy mode because that's that's it's a not good the world. escape. It's, it's, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's the world that, that I would like it to be most of the time. A lot of those worlds, I would just love to live. I would like nothing more than to be in the, um, in the mansion living with the, the brotherhood. Oh, me I too. think that that would be wonderful. Or, or to be in, in the academy with, you know, Rochelle Mead or, you know, just Aww, any number academy. of places that I would like to be. And, uh, you know, it's hard. It's like this quarantine's going to go on for like, I, I have one of those milestone birthdays coming up at the 
and the, on the at the end of April, twenty one sixty. Yeah, twenty one. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> sixty. And I, you know, that's that. There, there's a lot of mortality thinking and a lot of stuff that goes on, and and so I'm really looking to books that will make me um, go out of this world right now. Uh, and I guess that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I feel like that's, I mean, I think it's why I turned to urban fantasy is because it's no. nothing like, I can't compare it to the world now. And I think it's no. why I'm not reading contemporary <laughs> romance because I don't want to read anything that could be happening right now. Um, exactly. That's, I want to be yeah. in a world where mm-hmm. there's, you know, fallen angels mm-hmm. and vampires and things that yeah. can't possibly happen. Just like for years, I thought, well, I love all these like post-apocalyptic or like pandemic books because yeah, this stuff can't possibly happen. happen. Um, and so that's, I think that's why I've really gone into um, urban fantasy hardcore. Yes. Again. Yeah. Am, am I the only one that needs an urban fantasy to be written with Obama vampire at a bar in New York? Maybe you need to <laughs> I, write I it. it. I, I Maybe I should it write it. So I think I am the only one of us here who kind of reads on a schedule. And that schedule is dictated a lot by release dates. Um, It's also dictated by whatever sort of episodes we're planning for the podcast. So I don't necessarily like sit down and say, okay, on this date, I'm going to read this book. And then the next day, I'm going to read this other thing. But I do kind of know, okay, these are the books coming out in April. So I need to have these read by you know, a certain time. And then I kind of wedge like podcast reading in between that. And then sometimes I can just read a book because I want to, and it doesn't like fulfill any duty. It's just something that I decide that I want to read. So now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at lists of things that are coming out and things that I owe reviews for and things that I need to be able to talk about. And I'm realizing that I'm struggling to read the things that I need to read, even though they're all things that I've chosen. They're all things that if circumstances were different, I would really, really love. Um, Right now I'm trying to read A Hundred Sons by Karen Tanabe, which is um, a historical fiction set in Vietnam in the 1930s. And it's, I've never read anything about Vietnam, like during that time, you know, usually if you hear about Vietnam, it's like during the war or after the war. Um, But this is, you know, before the Vietnam War um, by quite a bit. And it looks so, so good. And yet, as I'm reading, I'm just finding that I'm not able to focus. So then I, you know, put that down and I read something else. And then I say, okay, so now maybe I've gotten this out of my system. I can like pick up this book again. No, I still can't. So I put it down again and I start reading something else. And it's just a very strange way for me to read because I'm not someone who can read more than one book at a time. Like it drives me crazy to try to have like two books going at once. I don't know how people do it. It just like messes with my mind. And yet I... I'm kind of flitting here and there between books um, so that I can find something to focus on. Um, I've read the huge, huge, huge uh, Sarah J. Moss book that came out in March, um, House of Earth and Blood, and I loved it so incredibly much. It has that urban fantasy feel 
that's not like true urban fantasy, but it's, I don't know, it just has that urban fantasy feel that I really love. Um, the world is amazing. It just, I don't know, it just like checked so many of my boxes. Um, but it's a big book. And because I've been trying to read other things, you know, that I need to read, along with it, um, it actually took me two weeks to read it. And it never wow. takes me two weeks to read anything. No. It's a huge book in print. It's like almost a thousand pages and in audio, it is 28 hours long, but still I would normally, um, you know, be able to knock that out in a couple days. And I, I just couldn't, um, the more intense the book is, the better I'm able to do with it because it kind of grabs me right away. And like Stacy said, kind of just sucks me in and I don't have to then think about, you know, whatever is going on in the world. But it has to grab me pretty much right away. If something is moving a little slowly, I, I just find myself like unable to focus. I'll fall asleep even if I'm not tired. Um, I just, I can't focus. So it's kind of weird to read in this way, especially as I'm trying to meet deadlines, you know, that still need to be met, um, despite the pandemic. Um, I recently read and loved the new Lisa Wingate book, which is very, very intense, um, historical fiction. And that one was one that just totally sucked me in. Um, and I could stick with it. You know, I didn't have to keep moving between books. Um, sadly, I'm trying to read Protect the Prince by Jennifer Estep. And for some reason, I'm again, just kind of flitting um, back and forth. I, I'm not able to focus on it. And I really enjoy um, Estep's writing. Like she's usually an author that I can just, you know, start Sink and I don't into, want to put her right? books down. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but Protect right. the Prince Just is, from the first page. Right. And it's, it's hard for me right now. I'm reading the third um, goddess with a blade book by Lauren Dane. Ooh, and I'm really, really liking that. Yeah. Those are very, very good. Um, but it's again, that kind of like fast paced, dark, a little bit intense, like urban fantasy, um, which seems awesome. to be a big deal for um, us here at book bistro these days. Apparently. <laughs> yes. So Apparently, yeah, know. we're all in the same mood. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go next. Um, I have like a bunch of stuff that needs to be read. Um, maybe Chosen Ones by Veronica Roth, um, which is another kind of fantasy, but not, not urban fantasy or the foundling. Right. Um, the foundling. Yes. I can't, it, it has two Edwards. titles. Haley Edwards, that one? No, it, oh. it has two titles. It's either the foundling or the lost orphan. I think it's the lost orphan here in the U S and it's by oh, Stacey yes. Halls and it comes out um, next week. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I have some, I have some options, but I don't know where I'll go. It's just kind of going to depend on what I'm able to, to focus on. You know, something Christine said, I meant to agree with, and I think it's why I'm so attracted to, House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Moss, Earth and Blood, right? Yeah. Um, I've never read anything by her before. And the right now, I mean, the, the book sounds interesting as well, but the fact that it's like almost a thousand pages, that yes. to me is very attractive because I feel like I wouldn't have to worry for a long time about what the next read would be. And it's true. What I, you know, what do I want after this is over? Um, 
And so I'm, I'm happy to hear positive things from other uh, book beastresses because it's something that has been on my radar for the last several weeks. It does um, not have a cliffhanger ending. Like, you know that the story will continue, right. but she stops it at a very nice place. So like, obviously I would like to have the second book right away, um, but obviously we can't. So I'm really content with the way it ended. So okay. I don't think it would leave you in distress. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, that might be added right away to my, what I read soon, but I, I agree with like the long books and like just going off into different worlds. Um, one right. book I want to mm-hmm. say quickly, Shannon, in case you haven't read it, um, cause we talked about it, but, um, grown up pose. By, oh yes. Um, oh, by Sonia Lally. Sonia Lally. Yes. And, oh, I want to read that. It's really good. And it's just all the things that a lot of us here really like. Um, Did you like it as much as the matchmakers list? I just saw it the other day and I thought I need to ask Stacy if she liked it. Yes, I did. I loved it. It was again, another book. I meant to say it when I was talking, so I'm not trying to take over your, your moment, but Shannon, (laughs) but I, I meant to say that I had read it and I just completely like was able to lose myself in this character and her really human struggles with motherhood and, relationship things with family and with her husband. And I just, I really related to her a lot. So it's on my list of things to read. Um, I don't know that it would hold my attention right now. Yeah. I don't know if it would right now, but I think I'd love it because I love marriage books, books about motherhood. It's like the epitome of my life right now. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it'd be good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So I have found myself, um, I'm a mom. I have two kids. Um, my husband and I are both working full time from home and our kids are doing like online school. And the first week I was home, uh, my first full day of working remotely from home was um, St. Patrick's Day. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, the first week it was like, So there was anxiety about COVID-19, but it was like this feeling of jubilation that like my family was all here with me and we were safe in my house. And um, we had, I mean, it's not like we have like a bunker full of food. I mean, we had what we needed. (laughs) You You weren't preppers or anything. No, no. You're not the people we hate. I'm kidding. Right. No, right. who are like I did, I did panic not, buying everything. I did yeah. not buy a garage full of toilet paper and load it in my minivan. Okay. So you only have any. 12 rolls. You only have 12 <laughs> rolls and you don't have 7,000 N95 masks like the guy in New York? Um, No, I do not. <laughs> and I only have my essential oils, hand sanitizer, but it's the right amount of alcohol so I can use it. But anyway, Perfect. so the first few days, it was more this feeling of like, like, overwhelming relief that I was home safe in my walls and my kids were here and they weren't in school and my parents were safe and my family was safe. And my husband, he worked a couple more days. Um, I work for university and he works for a, a community college and he had to work a few more days outside of home than I did, but the students were on spring break. So he was not surrounded by people. And So I think that first week, this actually really has like a point, but the first week I did not feel, I felt anxiety like when I was in my office working, but then when I got home, I felt really good. 
like, okay, we're safe. We can do this. Like, this is exciting. And we're going to like all pull together and it's going to be great. And um, I still have that feeling, that very strong feeling that I'm just very grateful that my kids aren't out in the world and we're safe. So I guess that's where I want to start. But I um, think that that feeling of safety was kind of a masking feeling for me. And I think I did not really realize how like anxious and overwhelmed and afraid I was for my family and friends and for my students at the university and just, just everything. And so, um, I, I found that I could not like, like Shannon and Christine and I think Stacy said too, but I really couldn't focus on books that I love. I mean, I, I read a lot of, well, I read a lot of different things, but lately it's been a lot of contemporary romance. And I've, I mean, I, it has to like meet my standards, but the, the, <laughs> I mean, let's just say it like it is, but you know, that I really can get lost in a contemporary romance. And I found that I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find books that I could concentrate on. And I found myself. So first of all, when all of this started, I was finishing up Sarah Lyons Fleming. So let's just start there. Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic zombies at, at her best. And it, it's funny because those books, I have read um, the Until the End of the World series and the City series by Sarah Lyons Fleming. Seriously, um, I think Until the End of the World, I, I have read through now four times. And the City series, I've read through three times. And that is not something that is very typical for me. I'm not like a huge rereader like that. And I don't know why, but there was something quite comforting in it. Um, it was hitting a little too close to home, so but I had to finish it. But I was thinking like, oh, well, I'm, it's a little scary. Like, should we be boarding up our windows so people don't come and steal our last three rolls of toilet paper? Like, you know, so I was thinking, and I would think to myself, like, I don't want to post on Facebook. Like I would, people would write and be like, we're fine. We have enough food. And I think, don't write that. The zombie people are going to come and smash your walls and take what's yours. And don't, don't say those things. And so I found myself like doing things that people in books would do. Like, like I wouldn't say like, oh yeah, well, our freezers, which we don't have like big freezers full of food, but I, I, you know what I mean? Like I didn't say like, oh, we have plenty of food. It's we're good here. Cause I thought, what if like the bad Someone people are like Fleming, like comes and breaks my window and <laughs> takes my toilet paper and my hand takes sanitizer. Takes your tube of beef that you ordered online. <laughs> my grandmother told me the other a few days ago to be careful because people might like break into my house and steal our food. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Why? what if, like, what if that happens? And it, it's a, it's a terrible thing. I, fortunately, I, I don't think about it very often, but I have. <laughs> I, I, I can that's understand. Why, that's why I had to like finish Sarah Lyons Fleming and then step away because I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna start <laughs> counting like if we have enough cans of vegetables or beans or fruit. Right, right. Which I don't really buy canned fruit, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just, like <laughs> right. But maybe you will. <laughs> maybe I find will myself know. right, and I find myself having this very strong feeling. And I'm not usually this type of person. Like, I just have to be real and say, I am not like a fantastic mom who has like a refrigerator full of perfect snacks and a pantry oh, full of, I'm not one of those people. Like 
I'm more like mother Hubbard's and, you know, find a box of cereal and, you know, that's real, like, we'll call it a day. And so, (laughs) but I've really, really felt this like burning urge to like, and I don't mean stock like hoard. I mean, like batten down the hatches, make sure that we have everything we need. We don't want to go out. Like really, if we had a cow in the backyard and we could milk it, that'd be great. (laughs) And I wouldn't have to go get half and half for my coffee, you know, stuff like that. But Some chickens I, and eggs. Right. <laughs> so anyway, the books that I have been focusing on, um, I and I'm trying to remember, I'm hoping Stacy will remember, it's kind of been a blur to me because I am working all day, but I've been very anxious. Um, it, and it doesn't come out in my regular life. Like I'm somebody who posts like, I try to post something positive, not positive, like, you know, hugging, hugging teddy bears or anything, or, you know, kissing unicorns. But like, I post like a positive thing that I'm happy for every day and, um, on Facebook, but I kissing a I'm, unicorn would be no, something to be very happy about. Right? Kissing unicorns, <laughs> like two unicorns kissing, not us kissing a unicorn. Well, why? You know, like, a, why? I don't know. Why, I guess why can't I, we kiss unicorns? Yeah. Well, what sure. is that? I'd rather kiss one of the brothers. You have to go to the Forbidden Forest to find one of those. <laughs> I'd rather kiss I like them. unicorns. <laughs> brothers. I'd rather kiss the brothers too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, so. so Sarah, what have you been reading? <laughs> I've been, well, I was going to get there. I know I'm kind of long-winded compared to some of you guys, but. We call it um, tangential, but anyway. Tangential. I have been, <laughs> I have a lot of books that I have on my Twin phone gential. that I've wanted. Yes. There we go. <laughs> I have a lot of books on my phone that I've wanted to read that like I've been looking forward to for months, like Mariana Zapata and Penny Reed. And I want to read them so bad and I'm not in the mood at all. Like, I think if I read them right now, I'd hate them. And I I know how much I'm going to love them. So I don't want to read them. So I, I read the entire, um, white trash zombie series again. Cause I mean, she's a zombie, but it's not, it's not post-apocalyptic and like everyone's still alive and everybody has enough food and toilet paper so I can read those. (laughs) And, um, but again, and I hate to like follow the same theme, but I've been really, really um, just wanting urban fantasy. I want it because I, I want enough where it's like our world. I want our world, but I want it to be a magical place. So I, yes. I thank you for recommending um, Natalia and Shannon and Min <laughs> and Mika. Thank you for recommending the Georgina Kincaid series. I read it. I started it on Sunday. It's a six book series by Rochelle Mead and I finished it. I'm on, I'm not finishing. I'm on book six today. So I've read it in four days. Um, the only books that really like gave me like a reading hangover lately were like I fake cried dramatically and called my sister and couldn't focus. I cried too. We cried loudly together. The Sinner. Right? Yeah. yeah. The Sinner by J.R. Ward. I, re- I read The Savior and then I dove right into The Sinner. And then, do you remember what I read after The Sinner, Stacey? Because I don't remember. I was just, like, so devastated. I couldn't even. <laughs> I didn't read for three days. Um, what did you read? I don't remember. From Wednesday to Sunday, I, I don't know you what re-read I read. You reread something. Yeah, I you think couldn't... I did. Yeah, but I don't remember what it was. I know you, you said, but I can't remember either. I know. I reread, like, I think it was a series, wasn't it? It was Urban read, Fantasy. It was a, um, a uh trilogy that I was just going to say triology. So can we- <laughs> triology. That's a good word. Yeah, it was a triology. It was so but it must have been really good because you don't remember what it was now. But um I think I liked it though. I, I read it was No, I know what I re- you read. You read the Danica Dark books. No, I oh yes I finished oh. Danica Dark. Yeah I Dark finished is great. but I had and, and I love Danica Dark. Um I had a really hard time. I just couldn't it wasn't I just couldn't focus. I couldn't I gave them all five stars. 
um, I was, I finished the, um, well, up to where the, um, the Keystone crossbreed series ended. Oh yes. Like where you're, um, so now you're current with it. Yes. I'm current. Um, I was quite frustrated though. I thought it was the end of the series. So I was nope. irritated, but, um, then I read the Georgina Kincaid series and it was great enough to keep my attention. Obviously I'm on book six, but, um, but you're ready to move on. I, yeah, I'm not going to, yep. I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to be sad, but what I've been really struggling with, and I don't usually do it. I don't usually have this type of struggle is like, what am I going to read? That's going to keep my attention. Cause I, you know, mm-hmm. what am I going to read? That's going to speak to my soul and keep yep. me engaged enough not to worry because I do a lot of worrying. Yes. I'm up till about three o'clock in the morning and then my alarm starts going off at seven and i you know, I work full, you know, the whole day and I just, I'm like exhausted. And then I try to go to bed and then my, I worry so much. So I need to find something that's going to keep my interest, but, um, not be so contemporary romance as much as I want to read that. Although I do have, I don't know if I'm going to read it. So, um, but I do have, um, King by TM Frazier and I have it on my phone. I it's in the audible escape package. So I didn't have to pay awesome. for it. And it is um, a very dark romance. I don't know if I want to read that. I don't know. I may do another contemporary. I may, I may jump right into the most current Patricia Briggs and the most current Sean and um, McGuire. I'm not sure, but um, I don't know. But definitely, definitely, yeah. And I kind of would be in the mood for post-apocalyptic right now, to be honest with you, because <laughs> it would, it would, I just don't want something that's just straight contemporary romance where they all go to a bar and I, all I can think about is they're not social distancing and they're in a bar. Like I don't want to read that. <laughs> well, you know, a friend of mine think, on Facebook posted that, that she was reading yeah. a book and thinking, yes, they're not I saw social that distancing. <laughs> Why? Why aren't they social distancing? <laughs> well, it's interesting that you said that Sarah, because I think I could read a post-apocalyptic if it didn't have any sort of pandemic as the way, like the stand like or I couldn't even if do it was like zombies, my, but not a pandemic. Yeah. Yes, I couldn't I could do, do like, a, uh, Nora Roberts one, like right a, now. Yeah. No virus. Like the I mean, year, I know the zombie uh, books are a virus, but it's but year one was a virus. I know. Yeah, I can't do was. that. Yeah. But, just like this with fever and just I, everything. Yeah. Yes. I know. <laughs> so, but I, I couldn't I do you, the, like the last tribe right now. Oh, hell no. The Last Tribe, no. <laughs> no. No. But See, I, could I do might be able stuff. to read that because they're oh like post-apocalyptic God. books are so intense that it would just right. like, it would catch my attention in a way that other stuff isn't. So Natalia, what about well, you? What am I reading? So I, I have always read most during times of stress and strain. I am the person that... Uh, used to read Harry Potter during my midterms because it was the only way to deal with the Berkeley, you know, 10 music projects and 10 concerts and 10 uh, yes. in a week at the same time. And Ugh. I think the only time I couldn't find a book to read was when my friend Kendra passed away a year ago and I oh. couldn't find comfort anywhere and I read Harry Potter. So the reason I'm saying that is because since she died in December of 2018... I read Harry Potter in January, right after her funeral. So that means that, you know, every year I reread Harry Potter and I read it this year in January. So during this pandemic, I cannot read my ultimate, ultimate comfort, you know, super oh, long. You already did. You, you just, just read, read it. it. Right. 
Right. So, you know, that's been hard. And my problem isn't trying to focus. Once I find a book, I focus, I finish it. You know, with a, with a baby, you, you don't have time to go get another one. You just got to, you know, take care of them and keep doing it. Power like, through. Be- yeah. And the beauty of the Bluetooth AirPods. I mean, the fact that you can oh, like, yes. bathe your infant and play with your infant on the floor and read a book at the same time, that is the bomb. So what's happening with my books since I'm working, I am still working, thankfully, and I'm an interpreter. So I'm interpreting for everybody, working like crazy more than ever. I and you're crazy. I, yeah. I'm telling you, I have a brand new external. And I haven't even transferred my books to it. Have you, I mean, sh- ask me no. until two o'clock in the morning, transferring books and texting yes. her like, why haven't you sent me this yet? And yes, I'm where are my books? Patient. Where are my books? And I'm not even impatient because I just don't have the time. So now what I'm doing is I... I see a synopsis. I like it. I get the book. I read it. And I didn't used to do that. I, oh, okay. I'm the kind of person that I cannot go to sleep if I don't know what I'm going to read. I, I mean, can't yes. either. I, yes, that's I read, so hard. I mean, I, I'll just read like Audible or Listening to the Library presents blah, blah, blah. Chapter one, and I'll be knocked out. But at least there was a resolution. There was something to read. And I didn't yes. really want to comfort read. I wasn't in the mood to reread exactly. Um, and so I actually got into urban fiction. I've been reading a lot oh. of that. I read this book called What's Done in the Dark. And this is what? not a spoiler. It's I'm sorry. Called- what's urban fiction? I don't mean to interrupt you, but I don't know what that means. Um, urban I mean, obviously, fiction, I'm guessing it's like city fiction, but. That- it's city fiction with main char- African-American main characters. Oh. That's what a lot of them call it. They call it urban yeah, fiction. They I hope I didn't say anything fiction. bad. No, oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, and so it started with this book. I saw it. I'm in part of this group called Book Talk, and I saw a summary. It was on Bard. I was like, eh, I can just download this in two seconds and start it. And it's about this woman who she's really upset at her husband. It's their anniversary. She's really mad because he forgot. And she went and to a bar. She has a drink with her best friend's husband, right? And, you oh, know, no. one thing leads Gosh. to another. Of course, they sleep together. This is not a spoiler because it's all in the book jacket. But get, get this. I, I guess she must have. It must have been really good because the guy died of a heart attack in, in oh, the middle of the night. Oh, so when she no. wakes up, he's dead. Oh, and in like, her bed. Now she has to, in the hotel room. Yeah, and now she has oh, to figure gosh. out what to do with her. Oh. Right. Oh. And the, she, you know, she has to figure out what to do, how how to keep this secret, and it's it was just so. This is making me anxious, Natalia. So good. <laughs> I know it, it made me anxious the whole time. I was like, oh my god, it's you know, it's one of those books where it's a cl- you know, it's a cluster like. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Have you read <laughs> Tracy was, Brown? Um, I have not. This was actually What's Done in the Dark by Rhonda Tate Billingsley, I think. Oh, Rishonda Tate Billingsley. Tate Billingsley. Yeah. Right. And I've never I read a book she's by really her. good. I've so never, if you it, it want to continue this trend, you can read um, White Lines by oh, Tracy Brown. Yes, they're so good. Um, no, I'm not here, usually an urban fiction reader, but I did really like the Tracy Brown books. So I like urban fiction. I always have, but you know, I basically loved Air Jerome Dickey and I read him a lot and I read Zane a lot. And then I, I've read, you know, Omar Terry and stuff, but I just had left it for a while, not for any particular reason, but just cause you know, I, I put myself on a schedule 
and uh, I can deviate it sometimes, but if I, I'll say like, okay, I'm going to read the next four books. And ever since Gabriel has been born, I stick to that. But, you know, re- when recorded books records a book, usually they recommend another book and it's usually yes, in the do. same genre. So I've basically been following that. I, I read after that, Tell Me No Lies by, I think the name was Michelle something. And that one was really good. It was very like- Like Ayler um, or- Webby. Um, Michelle Ayler? No, I don't know who no, she I is. No, I think that's Rochelle Ayler. Oh, maybe. It, I'm sorry. It was, it's a Michelle something, but it was very twisty. And then I read Another Man Will by, I think it's J.S. Poole, which was an audible escape, which is great. I didn't have to buy oh, it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And then now these women have, you know, asking me for urban fantasy recommendations. They put me in the urban fantasy mood. And so that's what I've been reading. Now I'm rereading Georgina because I find it to be the most epic story ever. And I'm enjoying it as though it was the first time. And I just feel um, very, after I finished Georgina, I really want to read some post-apocalyptic. I I wanted to from the beginning, especially about pandemics. Like for some reason, this whole thing has made me really interested in it. But I thought maybe if I read it, it would be kind of, I guess, creepy. I don't know. And then I had a dream that that someone knocked on my door and I opened it and they came in and like stole all my stuff and I couldn't prevent it. Oh, so That's I was like, you thing. know, I want to avoid <laughs> dreams like this. Yeah. So maybe, maybe not. Well, Natalia, I'll tell you what, um, if you want to read something post-apocalyptic and pandemic and you don't want to read where like people are awful to each other, The Last Tribe, Sarah, Leon Fleming, I downloaded oh, it. Oh, already. God, her books are like literally the best books ever. Her but, books um, are epic in the genre. Epic. But people, people are bad to each other. So if you don't want to oh, read about fine. people being bad to each other. The Last Tribe by, is it Brad Manuel, Stacey? Is that his name? I think Brad. it is, yeah. Yes, Brad Manuel. Mm-hmm. Um, the Last Tribe um, was really, really good. And it was, it was not about people who are bad to each other. Because a lot of post-apocalyptic books, they frustrate me because people like get sort of safe and sort of have their resources and sort of have a plan. And, and then, then somebody, somebody always <laughs> comes and yeah. yeah. That's and the best I, part, though. Well, it, it's <laughs> good, but sometimes it's a little like it just is very stressful. And the Bradman in the the last yeah. tribe, um, it's interesting because it really it's really about how people figure out how to keep going after um, a pandemic that wipes out the majority of the oh, world. Yeah. Um, but they're not zombies. It, no, the people that get wiped out. It's not like it's a all zombie. pandemic. <laughs> Right. And and the other reason why I was hesitant to read post-apocalyptic is just because like I'm an interpreter. So I'm interpreting coronavirus all day. I interpret yeah. for the banks. Right. I interpret for people who are sick with it. I, you know, and then on top of that, what do I do while I'm interpreting? I look at Facebook because if I'm not doing two things at once, I'll go nuts. And what's happening on Facebook? Corona everywhere. Corona yeah, memes, yeah. Corona, you know, people, Corona humor, Corona happy. I have Corona. Like I made my dad take the box of my Corona beers the other day because I, I don't like beer anyway, <laughs> and I wanted it out of my house. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if the apocalyptic books are going to make me, I guess, have more pandemic in my mind. And there's already enough of that right now. So, you know, books are my happy place. They're supposed to relax me. And so I'm going to reread these six books. I started yesterday and I'm on book three. And then after that, um, let's see what happens. Let's so see. So urban maybe. fantasy has been a theme here um, tonight. Right. And so because of that, we are going to reconvene in a slightly different formation next week. 
and talk to you about some of the best urban fantasy and paranormal romance. So if yes. you're a fan of oh. those genres, you definitely want to join us next week um, to hear what we love. So that is it for us tonight. Um, this is a slightly different format of Book Bistro, but hopefully it worked for you. I want to thank Christine um, for her editing as well as for joining us today. And of course, Stacy, Sarah, and Natalia, thank you so much for chatting with me about your COVID-19 reading. I hope all of you out there are staying as safe and well as you possibly can. And I hope that books are bringing you some semblance of happiness. If you would like to let us know your thoughts, you can do that by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you use to access the show. And not only does it allow us to see your feedback, but it also helps other book lovers to find us, which is a great thing. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with more bookish fabulousness. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more discussion of great books. Take care, everybody.